All right. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope you've survived the most insane week of our entire lives. No, I'm kidding. It really wasn't that bad. Uh, But anyway, welcome back to the most reliable source of news in the whole entire world. One million five-star review rate ratings. This is it. This is doesn't get any better than this. I'm just me spewing random bullshit. So welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. It's going to be a good one. So what a fucking week it's been. Kamala broke the glass ceiling. She smashed it for all women. What a fantastic lady. I mean, just great. I love that for us as a nation. Empowering so many young women. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, and it pays to hang out with older rich men. That's my main takeaway from this whole experience. Anyway, how many months do we want to bet until Kamala poisons Joe? I don't know. Might be a couple weeks, might do it within the first month. Who knows? And then she would become the first female prez by default, which would be kind of a lame way to get it, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, and then if she gets that by default, it's like not even worth it for any other women to try to achieve anything because that's the greatest achievement. Anyway, I don't even know what that means, but here we are. Joe Biden possibly won. I don't even know. Are they going to contest it? Who the frick knows? But anyway, after this wild week, um, I was listening to Bridget Fantasy, who is hilarious, and she pointed out that one benefit of Trump losing is that now you can call people out for things. And if you're calling out liberals, for example, then you can't get the response about the what about Trump? You know, it's great. The The playing field is even now. We can just talk shit about anybody. I love it because you couldn't before. You would get canceled. So Kamala really did that. She did all of that for us. So anyways, um, it was an entertaining ride to watch people rip each other to shreds as the election results rolled in. People were getting so mad at people posting things like, let's be positive and and be united no matter who wins. And then the left are people who, you know what? I won't blame it on them. Other people in general were getting really angry when people were like, let's be positive. They were like, how dare you spread a message of positivity during this time? But now that... Joe Biden won. Everyone's partying in the streets. It's all good now. We can all be united, be positive, forget about all the craziness in the last four years. It's like it never happened. We can move on and just be positive now. But if Trump won, we definitely would have had to stay angry at each other and be a lot of, have a lot of hate everywhere. I don't know. Can you tell I've been jaded by the election? Who knows? So anyway, thank God that Biden won. Um, Shout out to all the dead people that voted for Biden. I think I'm really glad that dead people who died in like the 60s were able to register to vote and vote for him because dead lives also matter. So yeah. Anyway, let's hop into the show. Okay. Before I get derailed too much and get in trouble, it's bound to happen. So it's okay. Anyways, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Belle Solonat, and you're listening to 100% BS. This week, we're talking about some lovely things, some lovely lessons learned in the past week, and some inspiration that I'd like to share with you all. And it starts with this man named Daryl Davis. Let me back up a bit of, whoa, 
whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me back up a bit and give you an outline of today's show. What we have on the lineup is a beautiful story of Daryl Davis and why we can all take some lessons and inspiration from this man, uh, and a bit of commentary on left versus right, Democrat versus Republican hate and meanness that I think needs to stop. And, um, yeah, just a little bit of, uh, reset advice on how I think we should approach the next forever. So that's what we're going to do today on this very reliable news source of 100% BS. So first, Daryl Davis, if you have not heard of Daryl Davis, look him up. He's a fantastic human being. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's been on lots of interviews. He has a TED talk. He's this incredible man who essentially the gist of his story, which I'll summarize here, but definitely go listen to him talk yourself because he's amazing and he's so eloquent, such a smart, amazing man. Um, and basically I think his story is really relevant to today. And I think that we could all learn lessons from it and apply it to ourselves and our lives and everything we do. So the story is that Daryl Davis is a black musician and he one day encountered this white man at a bar who admitted to him that he had never heard a black man play music like Daryl did and that he had never even sat down for a drink with a black man. And so Daryl Davis was like, that is insane. That's so crazy. And then the man admitted that he was a member, this white man that Daryl Davis was sitting down having a drink with, admitted that he is a member of the KKK. And so when Daryl tells a story, he says how he just started laughing and basically couldn't believe it, that he was sitting with a white man who is part of the KKK and whose whole like life's purpose is to hate people who don't look like him, which was crazy. Then he realized it was true. And then he was sitting across from someone whose organization's sole purpose is to basically be hateful of people who look differently than you. And so basically Daryl explains that this was this interesting turning point for him where ever since he was a young child, he'd always been curious about racism and why someone could hate him when they don't even know him. Uh, and he tells a story of when he was younger, he was in a parade and a bunch of people started throwing rocks at him and glass bottles and he was injured from people kind of attacking him. Uh, and he never really understood why and was always just curious, like, how is it possible that someone could be acting this way towards me? Uh, and so this basically led him to start to study it in some way. He read a lot of books about it and was trying to understand when it, where racism could come from and how it develops. So when he met the KKK member, he was able to study and understand these kinds of people up close and see where that racism came from and how uh, it was part of their lives and how it was part of the KKK, etc. So the story goes that Daryl ended up befriending several clan members and eventually was able to help over 200 of them leave the clan or even dismantle their group altogether. Uh, and so the reason why I think it's such an amazing story is that he's essentially explaining how instead of, you know, when he met these people, instead of responding with outrage and anger, which probably would have been totally justified, he approached it from the angle of understanding and curiosity and kind of this open-minded approach to people who are different than you and different in a bad way which of course as I, as you'll see i think it kind of applies to the idea that you can meet someone who's different is not necessarily in a bad way obviously this isn't a bad way but so i think it's an amazing story and one that we can all really draw from draw inspiration from today because it shows you that 
through empathy, understanding, and open-mindedness, we can really create powerful change. And so the lesson watered down is that if Daryl Davis can hang out with some super racist white KKK members, then you, my friend, can have a chat with someone who voted for Trump or who has a different political viewpoint than you mind-blowing i mean no seriously in all seriousness it's actually really amazing to to think about that maybe instead of alienating and alienating and isolating people and shunning them from your friend group because they have different political viewpoints than you you could just talk to them and understand them and now when i compare this behavior of what Daryl Davis did and to what we see today. I think it has become very normalized to end relationships and friendships over differing political viewpoints due to the assumption that some political viewpoints or voting choices are synonymous with being racist, sexist, or having a general lack of care for humanity. So there's multiple issues here with this idea of casting a huge assumption based off of something like a political standing, political viewpoint, or who you vote for. The first is that using basically assumptions and generalizations of groups of people who hold a certain viewpoint and then using those assumptions as a judgment of the entire person. Then it's that that judgment and assumption is often wrong or difficult to prove for an entire group of people. And third, the result is then that reaction, the reaction to political differences ends up being to isolate, exile, or end relationships with people over those over those assumptions. So you're basically using a usually wrong assumption or generalization or oversimplification of a decision that someone has made, like their political leaning, like Republican or Democrat or who they vote for. And you're using that to cast this huge assumption about the person as a whole that then leads you to end the relationship or not speak to them or unfollow them on Instagram or never talk to them again. And so to tie it back to Daryl Davis, the reason his story is so relevant here is that when Daryl encountered people who potentially are one of the worst kinds of people he could ever encounter, specifically for, for him too, he didn't respond with outrage, but rather with curiosity and a desire to understand. And with that, he was able to break down every stereotype that these people had for him th- simply through conversation. And another point of clarification I want to make here is that I don't use this story to say that certain political views must be converted to the other side and that if someone voted for a specific candidate that there's something inherently wrong with that person that we need to change them. That's not what I'm trying to say here and that's not the point. The lesson here is that human beings are complicated and our default reaction should not be outrage and anger when we face when we come when we face someone who is different from us but instead trying more often for that for the reaction to be empathy, open-mindedness, and understanding so that we can have a dialogue and discourse between people who disagree. So relating this to politics, basically right now what I've seen in the past week and obviously which we've seen in the past four years is that there is so much anger and hate between for example, Democrats and Republicans, left versus right. And when it comes to politics, Republican versus Democrat hate is really unproductive in the end. And the differences 
between those two groups, let's say, or, or people who identify with one versus the other or lean more left or more right, for example, a lot of times the differences are just a matter of opinion or a different personal experience that causes you to identify with one side more than the other. And for the most part, I think both sides will find, we, you will probably find if you dig deeper, you'll find that both sides want to solve the same issues, but just disagree on how to solve them. So the division and the hate for the opposition, it just needs to stop. I don't think it's helpful. And I think it's perfectly okay to question and, and be a little bit critical of the other side. Like I definitely have sat on this podcast and have talked shit about plenty of things. Like that's fine and okay. But I think what I'm getting at more is this idea that we shouldn't be completely shutting out the other side and we should encourage the discourse to happen. So I think when it comes to politics and Democrat versus Republican issues, I think most people agree on what issues need to be solved and agree that there are issues to be solved. And it really comes down to a disagreement on how to solve the issue. And that I think is actually a good thing to disagree on because there isn't just one way to solve a problem and we should have a mix of strategies for how to run a society. And so we need to remember that politics are complicated. Everyone has a different understanding of politics depending on the, the media you consume, the news you're reading, your background, your experiences, and all the aspects that make up someone's worldview are also going to impact their understanding of politics and their preferences for certain policies, certain strategies for how to solve issues. And so we should be trying to work together on these issues and not just shut down any utterance from the other side and and cast this huge assumption on someone because of who they decided to vote for, given that both options were super shitty overall. So now, as of today, it seems like Biden's going to win. It seems like he won. I Maybe things will change in a week, who knows. But for now, that's what the deal is. So good for you if that was your guy. If it wasn't, that's okay too. And I think I was watching... Uh, Biden gave a speech a couple days ago, and he he said himself, we need to put aside the differences and come together as a nation. We're all Americans. Let's work together. Beautiful, Biden. I'm on board with that one coherent thought that you said. Love it. So my point is here, there's just, there's no, no more hate. Let's just cut that bullshit because it's not working. You're not making any progress here. So I think my favorite part my favorite thought exercise is to just ask yourself a bunch of questions. Even if they're open-ended, they don't have an answer. The point is to think a little bit deeper about your actions. So when you think about labeling X, Y, Z person as a certain thing because of a decision they made in politics, let's ask ourselves, do we think it's going to be more productive to alienate the opposition, people who think differently than you, shut them out, is the goal to isolate them from society in the hopes that they don't speak to anyone and don't spread their ideas and just like die alone? Is that what the goal is there? Or would it possibly be more productive to approach people or groups who think differently from you with understanding and try to have a continuous dialogue and use education to improve the world and then hope that better behavior becomes an example and encourage people to talk and have discussions over issues so that we can all be better human beings and not be married to our ideas and convinced that one person and one group is better than the other because that's just dangerous territory and I don't think it's a good idea.
So for one, I think we need to dismantle a very not well thought out stereotype that has been created. For example, saying that if you voted for Trump, you're a racist and you're sexist and you don't care about human lives. Because what that does essentially is that anyone who was on the fence, for example, in this 2020 election and felt disappointed with both choices and ended up, let's say, voting for Trump for whatever reason that didn't have to do with the fact that everyone says he's racist. Maybe they were just focusing on like conservative policies that they happen to agree with. Crazy thought. Maybe that's why they voted for it. But the issue is that now that person who's on the fence and decided to go one way or the other now feels completely alienated and misunderstood because it's become so unacceptable to vote for Trump. One of the most important pieces of a conversation is that people need to feel understood and heard. And this is, you know, when you read about communications or psychology and fighting and having conversations and relationships, I think an important piece that people often talk about is understanding and feeling heard and like the other person you're speaking to is open to what you have to say. So the issue is, if you're walking into a conversation and you feel like the other person has already made judgments about you and doesn't even want to listen to you, then what's the point of having a conversation with them? And that is why creating huge oversimplifications of groups of people is very dangerous and unproductive because there's just no way that your assumption of an entire group can be true for each and every individual. And to back this idea up specifically with the idea of Trump voters um, and why they're not all the same, which is an insane sentence that I'm even constructing because obviously... 71 million people can't all be the same. That's the number of people that voted for Trump this year. So I will link this article, but the Washington Post did a whole analysis of uh, the polls and exit polls and who voted for who, demographics, etc. And they showed that Trump made gains with the Latino and black voters since 2016. And apparently Trump won more non-white votes than any Republican candidate since the 60s. So Clearly, it's a diverse voter pool, and they're not all the same, and that's it. Just read the polls. They're not all the same person, and people vote for different reasons because politics are fucking complicated, just like people are. So, I don't know the answer to our problems, and I'm not sitting here trying to tell you, like, I know which policy is going to solve the world's problems. Like, that's not the point of this conversation. My point is that kindness, love, empathy understanding and open-mindedness are noble things to strive for and we should try to not let anger and negativity and hate become the norm of how we react to people who are different than us or who disagree with us and so if you believe in equality justice peace unity for all all those lovely things that we all most of us want you need to start acting like it in your actions beyond just what you're saying and tweeting on fucking Twitter and Instagram and what you're putting out into the ether. You you can't create an echo chamber for you to just shout your own beliefs into because it's unproductive. And if everybody already thinks the same as you, what does that do? It changes basically nothing. So ask yourself, would you be willing to break up with a significant other over a different political viewpoint? Would you end a friendship over who they voted for? Would you stop asking, would you stop speaking to someone because 
they have an opposing view from you. And if you answered yes to those, ask yourself again, why? Really? Why? Why? Are you going to really define a person by their political choice rather than the actions that they do? Do you know for sure that this one decision they made is completely representative of who they are of a person? To ask yourself a little bit deeper than just, oh my God, they have a different viewpoint than me and somehow my worldview is different than theirs. They must be an evil human being. It just doesn't make sense. So stop doing that for Christ's sake. So anyway, I'm not over here to develop, to, I'm not here to debate over which policy is going to fix whatever issue we have. Okay. This is what I'm here for. I'm simply expressing a message that we all need to do better and hold ourselves to a higher standard of how we treat each other. If we refuse to listen to one another and refuse to let certain people into the room, how are we ever going to have a conversation to make change? So you need to get off your high horse of thinking your morality is better than everyone else, including me, because I'm not perfect and I fuck up all the time. We all need to do better, okay? Not being married to your ideas. Life is complicated. Politics are even more complicated. We're all in this together. And if you try to convince me otherwise, then you, my friend, are the one who is dividing us. Okay? Great. Snaps for love and equality. Love it. Anyway, that is my main point today of what I wanted to express. And I think the story of Daryl Davis is a beautiful one and one that we could all learn from. And I think it's a noble thing to try to encourage more conversation and openness between people. And you know, if these election results hold, which I think they probably will, I don't really know though, this all still holds true. And we should continue to be kind and to dismantle these ridiculous stereotypes of left versus right that are just completely unhelpful. Of course, at the extremes, maybe they're true. You know, stereotypes do come from something like there are some people in groups that fall into that behavior. But overall, people are complex and have different ideas. And that is a okay. You know, and even if they have dangerous ideas, just talk to them and understand where they come from. Daryl Davis met someone who literally hated him for no reason and was like, let's have a drink. If Daryl Davis can have a conversation with a KKK member, you can have a conversation with your cousin who voted for Trump at Thanksgiving and be like, tell me more about that, sir, madam, and pass the gravy and the tea. So that's it. Have a great week. Hope you're all surviving life. 2020 is almost over. Um, but just make the most of it and just speak your mind, have good conversations, make a cup of tea and just sip that tea and fucking tell what's on your mind. That's it. I'm out of here. Peace out. See you next time. If you liked and enjoyed this episode, make sure you give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with your friends. If you really enjoy this bullshit that I talk about, then give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot and it's super helpful. So peace and love to you all. Check me out on YouTube. All the things I'm talking about and referencing will be on the YouTube description box thing. So you can check them out. You can check me out on Instagram at Bella Solonaut. You can check me out on Twitter at Bella Solonaut. I have six followers because I just joined. So maybe we can up those numbers. Anyway, have a great day. Peace out. Much love.